here because your style is, uh, all your diction, every word that you utter on your album is very clear, mm -hmm. and your ideas are clear. Talk about that. I mean, my style on the mic is just, well, when I first started up, I just wanted everybody to just close their eyes and just listen to what I'm saying and picture everything. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I came across with that. Recently, I'm just trying to rip the hardest hardest rhymes. I just want to just be the hardest MC. That's like my goal for 95. When somebody hear a new big joint, it's like, yo, that joint is so hard, yo. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get across. I did the story thing before, and it came across. The next album, I'm going to do it again, but really, I just want to just focus most of the attention on the lyrics. Just the hardcore flows and the freestyle and the delivery, you know? Just trying to keep that notch. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever podcast i keep on almost about to say day like god damn but anyway uh we're back unfortunately i'll give you all a heads up right now 25 rounds we'll be back next week and when it does come back we're starting off with the remix draft i got everything lined up right now like i got the cover art lined up i got the the words lined i got everything lined up and we'll be doing it similar to the summertime shootout like summertime shootout i've created a playlist um i actually did this shit by myself and it was hard as shit like uh it's 327 songs norman and i will be picking from it and uh still the same 25 songs each but what i'll do is i have the playlist that's 327 then when we make our um picks what i'll do is make that a 50 song playlist and then we'll make it a 25 song playlist so you'll get three playlists um as soon as the draft is over that next day i'll actually make the uh the remix episode playlist um public on apple music follow me on apple music baltimore county forever but that leads me to this we're back with all for one which I really think is a dope concept. I'm getting great feedback on it. I'm at people are coming up to me asking me like, where do you actually find these actual um albums? They change every day. Sixteen albums a day. Um, it's right underneath. If you click on the four uh for you tab, right underneath the heavy rotation, which you listen to the most, it's right underneath there. And just keep on swiping left, and you'll see whatever albums they give you. Now, in fine print. Right above those albums, it has the, um, it say, because you listen to DJ Khaled. That's basically what happened with these four albums that I have coming up. Um, because I listen to DJ Khaled, I have these four albums. So, um, Stacy's back. Uh, shout out to Norm. He couldn't, um, he couldn't make it to the uh, studio today but shout out to my man he's got something coming the new artwork for class of 99 is so fucking fire um, it is i that shit was oh man i seen that shit i was like yo he put the he put the um that's his actual class picture um he put it within that world and it was really dope shout out to norm man uh, i'm extremely proud of him bro and you know how i am i, I rep with what Ross say, you got to rep your man's brand like you own it. And that's a fact. So, um, Norm's got shit coming. Uh, pop here. Uh, so, you know. Let's see. Now, Stacy, How the hell okay. are you? It's good. You know, I enjoy doing this. Another week. I'm happy to be here. We appreciate you. 
We appreciate you. Um, so how how's everything? Um, how was your week? It was cool. Um, was a blur, <laughs> but um, highlight of course was the trap museum. Mm-hmm. That shit was that shit was so fire. Cause like I don't want to say too much about mm-hmm. saying too much. You really just yeah. go from like the people that you normally forget about, like the ghetto D. Like he'll go from there all the way up to like. The wise and Lucci, like the whole exhibit was the shit. Plus, it was free, and he had free drinks. So oh. you up in there, you listening to your music, you going through your history, and you getting two shades at the same time. I guess the win-win. Yes, that's dope. Stacy and Dawn actually have a recap episode that's dropping Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, and they'll go into real detail about how the museum was and all of that. Um, I can't wait to go. I'm actually going this Friday. I can't wait. Um, they got me excited to go, like, looking at their uh, Insta stories and shit. But um, let's touch on a couple topics. Um, about what, about two days ago, September 29th, um, there were a couple things that happened in hip-hop. Uh, four albums, I'm sorry, five albums celebrated 20 years. Outkast, Equimini, uh, Jay-Z's Volume 2, Hard Not Life. Black Stars, Black Star? <laughs> um, brand New being the Foundation. And, uh, wait, hold up. What else am I missing? A Tribe Called Quest, The Love Movement. All celebrated Ooh. 20 years. Uh, I'm so stupid because I was watching like an old ass interview and they were asking them, well, Outcast. They were asking Outkast, like, so how did y'all uh, come up with the name? He was like, well, uh, I'm an Aquarius. He's a Gemini. I was like, son of a bitch. How the fuck? I didn't realize that. I'm like, damn, this is a hard word. Like, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, Jesus, please. Um, I'm not going to hold you. Pop, don't take away my hip-hop card. I'm not too familiar with this Tribe Called Quest album, The Love Movement. Uh, Can I get any feedback from either one of you guys? Uh Stacy, let me take a look at the track list again. Was that around the time that Consequence came into the group? You said it was a love movement. I don't know once I actually see the cover. Um, what else we got on there? Well, you know I'm a whole fan. In the meantime, in between time, Volume Two, Volume Motherfucking Two. That was like it. That was the coming out joint. Um, Money Cash Holes was on that, right? Was it? <sighs> I believe Money Cash Holes was on that uh, album. You Belong to the City was on there. Ooh, Sunshine was on there. Sunshine. Um, uh, Sunshine was, was on there. was on there. Um, what's, called, what's, the, what's the name of that song he had? What Real Niggas Do Real Things with Too Short was on. Um, that was that album. Uh, I want to say, yeah, uh, Money Cash Holes had to be on there. And for the longest time, oh shit, Money Cash Holes came out. I think I was like in a second grade, second, maybe third grade. And I swore the nigga DMS was saying my dog Spike instead of my dog's bite. And I argued with niggas in elementary school that that's what this nigga was saying. And then shout out to Yaz, Yasmin. Cause I damn sure was like, no, he's saying Spike, and I sound stupid as shit as a child. God bless me. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, so 20 years. 20 years, man. And look where Hove is now. Uh, and that's something I think is dope that he always seen in himself. Like, yeah, I'm finally going to. I'm going to do this shit. Um, Brand New Beans, The Foundation. <coughs> Shout out to them. Excuse me. Um. Oh, oh, shit. God damn it. Pop, Pop got the shit in the studio. Oh, man. That's Lord. Ja- oh, Lord Jamal. I ain't going to hold you as a kid because I didn't grow up listening to Brand New Beans. So my first exposure of Lord Jamal, unfortunately, was Oz. Um, so I mean, shout out to them. Uh, and he has a podcast now uh, with Rod you know Digger. What I'm thinking of a fucking album. What with uh, what Jay Z? Yeah, yeah. Volume two had um, damn, volume two. Let me see. It had um. What's it called? A ride or die. It had nigga. What nigga who had money cast holes? Uh, a week ago, coming of age. Can I get a paper chase? Reservoir dog. Yeah, I'm thinking about the album before that. Yeah, that um, I know what y'all been. You talking about volume one? Yeah. Yeah, he um. The thing about shit, I gotta use my um hot spot real quick. Uh yeah, I wanna I'm trying to think what else is on volume two. Shit, I can't think offhand. And this shit is not letting me do this shit for some fucking reason. Oh, you got a few. So we got we got Can I Get a mm-hmm. Money Ain't a Thing. It's alright. Um Reservoir Dogs is on that. A week ago. Reservoir Money Cash Dogs was an Amazing mm-hmm. record. Yeah, it was. Let me see. I see, but I wouldn't know, but no, I couldn't necessarily say if that was my favorite. Your favorite Jay album? No, definitely not. Volume 1 is definitely it, and that's probably why my mind automatically went there. That's my favorite one. You know what? Um, A lot of people... <laughs> one of my favorite Jay albums is... uh, I love Blueprint 2. A lot of people will not agree with me on that, but... Blueprint 2 was like, I'm not saying it was like my favorite album. My favorite Jay album is Volume 3. Um, and I think that's because I, like, growing up, I have so much attachments to it. Um, going with my sister to actually get the record from um, Best Buy and shit. So, like, my attachment to that particular album is, like, there and shit. But, um, yeah, let's jump into this. Saha the Prince versus Joe Buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, half so, a million? Yeah, half. Them niggas is bugging. <laughs> Let's start there. Uh, so Saha does a freestyle um, in conjunction with uh, the AC3 festival that would be in Atlanta this weekend. Um, and uh, he basically addressed the fact that Joe Buttons like, says stuff. But the thing about Joe Buttons, he's not... He's always said, I'm a fan of... I'm a fan of Saha. It's just that I guess the associate it gotta be the association with Kanye and all the crazy shit that Kanye's done. And not just Kanye not really putting out music. Cause he even touched on the fact that when he was like, um, Saha's getting uh seven songs. And he made fun of him. But Saha kinda really uh addressed that uh real quick. Um, so what do you say? 
So basically, he said, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it as if I can't remember. So he was like, um, I should be in Slaughterhouse. I'm not the, he said, now I think about it, I should be in Slaughterhouse. I'm not the lids off of that. I'm not the lids off of the pig to make beef. Ground no, beef it was, to I'm make ground beef. Legs. Yeah, he, no, he, it wasn't a pig. It was, I knocked the legs off the cow to make beef. Yeah. That's what it was, the legs off the cow. Yeah. yeah, which, and I caught it immediately, like, when he said it, because I love the first album of Slaughterhouse. So, on one of the songs, um, Sound Off. Sound Off off of Slaughterhouse's first album, when they breaking down, like, the different parts of the cow, like, Joe Buttons was the legs. So... Mm-hmm. It's like, if you really think about it, you have the cow, which is the actual logo for Slaughterhouse, and this nigga's the legs. But, like, as you, like, even on the Joe Buttons podcast, like, he's like, he's like, oh, oh, it's like, that nigga's good. And then he went in, and he was like, I body everybody in the crew. And then Rory was like, even Pusha T, he was like, I take that back. Nigga yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, nope, nope, not Terrence. Nope. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Not not Terrence. I'm not I'm not fucking with Terrence at all. Like you you got that right, nigga. That's the only person that's like, yeah, that nigga don't fight fair. I'm not dealing with that nigga. Like But um I don't I don't know. What do you think about if they if they battle, Stacey? Oh, I think Sahar would have it. Really? I think so. I think so. I think if it was to come down to it, like, I mean, Joe sounds all confident, like, I'll ask you for half a million all this other shit. I don't think so. We got to get Mouse at that point. We can't get regular Joe Buzz. Like, we got to get, we got to get Mouse. Like, you got to really show me that, that, that shit that he did on Six Minutes of Death. I give it to any nigga. I mean, any nigga, big man, skinny nigga, dead dude, tempt me nigga. All those are semi niggas dumped to us, empty nigga. You don't even want you in New York. You like penny nigga. Like, I need that kind of rapping. I don't need no, I'm throwing a couple jabs or the shit that he did against, uh, game. I need that kind of shit. Um, but shout out to Saha and Joe. Um, Westside Gunner and Conway has a song with Schoolboy Q about to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't wait to hear that. I think that shit threw me off by just having Schoolboy Q rap with them. Like, it's kind of a uh, yeah, I don't, that's kind of a weird combination. I, think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's gonna work. I don't. We're gonna have. Well, I mean, shit. We're gonna find out. Right? Yeah. But I kind of. And I, I want to work. I think mm-hmm. I would rather see like Absol with them. But why? I don't know. I feel like they'll say, "But why?" But it just pop laugh. No, it's just like I feel like I feel like the rapidy rap of Absol and Conway would be dope. I think they would mesh well together. I don't think like I I wouldn't think like somebody like Schoolboy Q rapping with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. But then it's kinda like you have somebody like he rapped with mm, who the fuck is a shoot 'em up kind of rapper? I can't even think. Right now. 
Yeah, Conway. Conway's the only other nigga I can think of that's a super fast rapper. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, eh. um, They actually have a song out right now. I think this is all coming off of Alchemist's new album. Um, It's called 94 Ghost Shit. That's pretty dope. Um, I was listening to that on, on the way here. Yeah, I, I think it's coming out um soon. I know he got pre-orders out right now. Um, I'm trying to get my motherfucking shit together. Uh, let's see. Uh, boom, 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 boom. 17 years of Ja Rule's Pain is Love. What do you remember about that album, Stacey? And where were you in, in your life when that came out? You about to make me fucking age myself, Corey. I don't like you right now. I love you. I love you, though. It's okay. Do you know what? Don't say it without saying it. Was Sega Genesis (laughs) popping? PlayStation 1? I want to say I was out in high school. I had just got stationed in England. Oh, you know what? I can't wait till we get to your episode because I got a lot of goddamn questions. Listening to y'all podcasts, I've been taking notes on both of y'all. So, uh, (laughs) I can't wait. I'm trying to... Give me the year. Give me the, you said 17 years. 17 yeah. years ago. No, yeah, I was in high school. I was definitely oh. in high school. Okay, all right, all right. We got money. We got money. We got money. Um, yeah, shout out the rule, man. Um, don't judge me, and it has nothing to do with Ja Rule, but I have a tattoo called Pain is Love. But I was going through shit in my life. My life was all fucked up at 18. So, uh, <laughs> fuck y'all if y'all watching this on YouTube. Y'all can save all the motherfucking jokes, but shout out the rule. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's my only tattoo, and it's really sad. I need to get more tattoos, but I don't like needles. But uh, anyway, um, what I found out. Oh, Tupac's estate has just settled a lawsuit against Death Row Records over a million dollars in royalties that has been initiated by Pot's mother, late mother, Afina Shakur. As part of the settlement, Entertainment One, which purchased Death Row Records for $280 million in 2013, will give Tupac's estate the master's recordings of all the unreleased music he's had. Ooh. It said it's enough for three albums? Three to five albums. Who owns... The who owns the estate? Who the fuck knows? That's a I swear I was reading that shit. I'm like, maybe he got like a hidden child or some shit like that. That sound like a nigga that don't need it. Oh, I can only imagine, bro. Then we have <laughs> situations that have like Tupac vocals on a Bum B album. That threw me off. Well, yeah, I think it was Bum B album. It was a Bum B. I think that had a lot to do with um. Or, like, it's, like, shit like that I really don't want to see. Like, I'm not saying that Bum B in any way, shape, or form doesn't deserve the Tupac. I just don't. I'm not a Tupac fan, but I'm a Bum B fan. I don't want to see that. You feel me? Like, like I didn't like how I think Nas was on Pimp C album that came out on Mass Appeal. It just was weird. Like, shit like that. I guess that's how people felt with Jay-Z sampling um, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, me and my girlfriend. I'm sorry. So it's like I guess it's stuff like that. Like, but um, I seen Daz was happy as shit. So we know where that's going. Um, shout out to Daz because Daz just recently got arrested. Yeah, and, yeah. What's his name? What's the nigga how from? Uh, how many felonies was it? Well, he got 
Oh shit! How many felonies was it? Yeah, but what's the dude name? Um, it's a nigga from Compton, and I think he he's a blood. I can't think of his name. Roscoe, oh Roscoe, he was going at him real hard, and like Daz had to come out and say like an apology to all the bloods. He must have said something really crazy. I didn't catch what he said, but. Yeah, I think that's unnecessary. I think that was, but Dad's kind of been going hard on the whole Kanye shit, him and Snoop. But Dad's really been like, "Are you disrespecting this man, wife, and a whole bunch of other yeah. shit?" Like, I don't know what era these niggas was brought in, and they old. But I always thought like when a nigga see like, like say you out with your woman or something like that, and a nigga try hit on, he be like, "Oh my fuck, yo, I ain't know you feel me, that ain't." My bad. Like, I, well, shit, I guess that shit don't happen no more. I'm just like, bro, like, yeah, well, yeah, he did. He shot the good. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Shit, that girl. Out of world. Shit, my favorite shit. Ungrateful bitch. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, let's get into the awful one. So, today's awful, I'm sorry, this week's awful one is a, a real, ooh, interesting mix. We have Gucci Man's Back in the Trap. We have, uh, Wale's Ambition. We have Rick Ross's God Forgives I Don't. And Young Jeezy presents USDA Cold Summer Mixtape. Let's start with uh, <laughs> this Young Jeezy USDA Cold Summer Mixtape. USDA was um, a group that he had. Uh, Slick Puller and... Damn, what's the other guy's name? Start with an R. No, was it Blood Raw? I think it was Blood Raw. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, off this album, what we had, we had, uh, I remember the singles being, um, fuck, uh, go and get this money. Yeah, white girl. White, ah, um, uh, white girl. And that had a remix yeah. too. And I keep it white girl, Christina Aguilera. Oh, that had to be dated. That's with the times. Um, so what we have, I, I did not, white girl. Now, mind you, um, this album was released in 2007. This album also had uh, Corporate Thuggin', which I feel like Corporate Thuggin' even now aged very well, and you could play that, and niggas would get hype. It also had um, the remix to uh, Go Getter on there, which, that was a really great song. Um, So, Stacey, where were you at when this came out? Oh, shit. Um, I was actually in Atlanta because when I first got out the military, I came here first before I went back to New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, when like uh, Thug Motivation came out, I was living here. Um, when Gucci's first album came out, I was living here. So, Atlanta was crazy, man. Like, it was Atlanta was literally a, a, a GZ album. Mm. Like, you go out and it's just 
you know, remember like in the and pool when they were out in the spot and like there was just cars outside and there was just money all over the place? Uh-huh. That's what that shit was like. Man. I was 18. I don't, I just graduated high school. <laughs> so I don't know anything. I know the music that I heard. I mean, we up here, it was like, Jeezy was a really big thing up here. A really big thing. Because I think we was coming off of, well, no, balling was popping. But it was like, Jeezy couldn't do no wrong for us. No. Like, the mixtape, Can't Ban Snowman, they, you couldn't wear the shirts. Uh, downtown locker room was selling the shirts. I remember um, I had a choice. It was back to school. I had a choice to get that or the Che Guevara shirt. And mind you, as a kid, I didn't know how bad Che Guevara was. But I'm like, Hove had that shit on at, and on Unplugged and shit, so I could wear this shit. Uh, but um, Jeezy first mixtape, Campan and Snowman. Uh, I think that was right around the time when um, keep the keep the I started to see spaceships on Bankhead. That's it. Okay, that nigga's wild. <laughs> That's what niggas was popping. Hella SEC pill shot the Ergotian rule. Some niggas talking about <laughs> that shit on drink chat so much. And Nori, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so um what made you move to atlanta after um being in the military because when i got out i wasn't because my family moved to to miami when i was like in my preteen and i mm-hmm. never wanted to move there and i wasn't going back mm-hmm. um and so i was stationed in maryland before i went to england so it was either going to be coming back to maryland because i did like it um, but I wasn't quite sure. And everybody kept saying, like, Atlanta's just a good place for black people. Atlanta's just a good place for black people. So, like, literally, the very first time I'd ever even stepped foot in Atlanta was the day that I moved there. So I just went. I just went because I heard the things. And honestly, it's, I mean, it's a great, it is a great city for black people. Mm-hmm. But that's the only reason why I went because I was like, I'm not going back to Miami and I got to make moves. And if this is a place where, you know, easy for me to make moves on my skin, so I'm going to go ahead and go there. And I got here, and this shit was, oh, man. But then I wound up doing, getting into shit, and I had no business getting into. And that's the reason why, like, this USDA album is kind of like, uh, it's nostalgic. Because mm-hmm. I was doing shit I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> and I was with people I shouldn't have been with. And really, truly, I could have, my ass could have been in in prison by that time. Are we like, uh, past the statute of limitation? I believe so. All right, I but we ain't going in. <laughs> we ain't going no deeper yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much that that album was a soundtrack to a life that I was living at that time. Man, believe it or not. So, what's the best song off that album? White girl. <sighs> White girl is my my shit on that, and throw some money. Believe it or not, over corporate thugging. Hey, you know, during that time and that song was playing, motherfucker. Memories happen. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, all about, it's all about the nostalgia for me. And so, yeah, for me, it was White Girl and, and Throw Some Money. Then, for me, those are the two songs on that album. Man. All right, let's go into uh, the next album, which is uh, what we got. Um. Let's go into uh, 
let's keep it in Atlanta. Let's go to Gucci Man. Gucci Man album was uh man, back in the trap. Back in the trap had Freaky Girl on there. Now this was the Freaky Girl remix. Freaky Girl came out. I feel like um shout out to Fat Mac. Him and I were talking at work. And um I was trying to get some more information out this album. I remember sorry Gucci. I remember bootlegging this album. That's when um I just got my <laughs> sorry Gucci. Uh but I had uh I just got my first car and um I was making CDs still. Um and uh I bootlegged this joint. Now, this had Freaky Girl to start the record off. Now, this had Little Kim and Luda on it. Um, I think this was like the first major album that he had on Atlantic. Um, and Hard to Kill came out like right before that. So, this was on there. Like, it was like a mixtape stuff. So, it kind of was like a re-release in a sense. So, Freaky Girl was on that. Um, I might be, which original name for I might be was Pills, and that was on Hard to Kill. Um, what the fuck else? Let me see. What the fuck else was on that shit? Um, and my favorite song on there, I Know Why, and that had, um, that had, uh, my man Pimp C on there. Oh, shit, Stacey. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, yep. Welcome back. Uh, all right, so boom. Um, I got my uh hotspot on now. All right, so we were what talking about Gucci Man. Basically, um, I was trying to because I'm using my phone instead of Vic's phone. I was trying to get um my shit together, and it wasn't really working. My hotspot wasn't working. So uh, but yeah, we were talking about Gucci Man. All right, so pills, um. Pills is I might be, bitch. I might be, bitch. I might be. Uh, that was dope. He had Luda on this one too. Um, Luda wasn't on the original one. The original one was on Hard to Kill, by the way, too. Um, but uh, yeah, I really don't. It really wasn't one of my favorite Gucci Man albums. But the thing about this album, it was around the time him and Jesus beefing. The beef started off. Uh, did it start over the so icy? record like one wanted the record the other one didn't the other one didn't want to give it to him or something like that i think that was part of it but there was also some street shit from what i understand that was mm -hmm. also associated with it that was like deeper than just the music mm -hmm. but from what i understand it did the song was also part of it but wasn't there a whole thing about um wasn't there a trial somebody got shot or something like that and then dz was involved from what i remember this happened so long ago um, as um, far as I remember, when it was uh one of um Gucci Man, no, one of Jeezy homeboys uh ended up being killed by Gucci Man. This is no secret. I'm not dry snitching or anything like that. Like this is actual documented. Um, so basically, uh, they they tried something and he and unfortunately he ended up being murdered. Uh, and Gucci, it was in self defense. Um, it was deemed in self defense. Um, but. Outside of that, I thought it was, it wasn't even a hip hop beat. That was all street shit. And he brought up the whole, you could dig up your dead homie shit. It just was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Um, But in turn, this album really put people in, it put Gucci in people's faces. Um, For the most part, well, that mixtape and gradually going to that. So he had to clean it up a little bit before he went to Atlantic. But, um. 
I it wasn't one of my favorite Gucci Man albums. Um, I think Gucci Man's my favorite Gucci Man album wasn't until like Trap House Three or like the Bird Prince, um, shit like that. I, you know, yeah, Gucci Man is good, but I never really was like a huge fan of his. Yeah, um, neither. Which is like you can't say that to some people. They be ready to fight. Like, how you don't like Gucci Man? Like, oh well, bro, relax. Relax. Especially, especially living here because he legit is a hometown hero. Man. Like he really is an East Atlanta Gretchen Middle School. Like he's a real like people don't play about him here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a motherfucking hometown hero. As a matter of fact, one of his teachers, of course, it was special ed because we all know about Gucci's life. He's a very special child. Whoa, Wait, but, you know um, a special ed teacher? Well, she's a retired teacher now, but she was a middle school teacher. Uh, so she only worked with, like, um, special ed kids with, like, behavioral issues. And Gucci was one of her students at, like, Gresham Middle School, like, on the east side. Whoa. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's very interesting, to say the least. Uh, yeah. The nigga wasn't joking about that. Uh, no, he really was not. Yeah. Like, she was like, yeah, 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 Roger. Roger Cash. <laughs> did, he have, did he have any of these? Any of those he in the classroom? Had, <laughs> yeah. He was a tr- he was a troubled ass kid. <laughs> he really was. So that's the only thing she dealt with. Like if you were if you were capable of stomping out another kid and you like eleven years old, twelve years old, you want him kind that's who that's the only type of kid she had in her class. Yeah, Gucci Man was definitely shooting up the the school at some point. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, Gucci. Uh, hey. Um, all right. So let me think real quick. Um, I I am extremely happy that when he came home from jail, he completely turned his whole career around. The Gucci yeah. Man that we have for this album in two thousand seven is nowhere near the Gucci Man that is displayed in music. And uh, and magazines like he's in GQ. This nigga, this nigga Gucci man is in G fucking Q, styling and profiling. He's sitting in the front of Atlanta Hawks games. He's getting different. He has a record now with is Kodak and uh Bruno Mars, which and he's singing on it. It's really weird, but. It's working a lot better than Gucci Time with Swiss Beats. I did not like that record. Oh my god, that was that was a horrible album. But it was a really bad record. That. Like, I it didn't fit. It just sounded like the label was like, "Here, go in the studio with Swiss Beats." And Swiss was like, "All right, it's Gucci Time." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh uh, man, I still haven't made it through the whole Lil Wayne Carter Five, by the way. But yeah. How you feel about Carter Five, Stacey? I started to judge you for a second when you said that. I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, did this nigga just say he was the whole album? Um, I love that album. Really? I have a question for you. I love that you. album. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you, does it sound dated to you? No. Really? And that's the beauty of the album. Like, it's crazy because it's it's the Wayne that you always know. And it's the Wayne that you expect. There was a lot less pussy in this album, too. I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, it was a lot less pussy. <laughs> it was a lot, hey. less, 
Well, that's the one I used to. We all know that was like a whole, there was like a couple of years, but that's the only thing, pussy, pussy, you know, pussy, 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 pussy. Hey, and you just clitoris, 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 clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> Vulvas, birth canals. <laughs> but like, it was nice to have a little bit of a break. <laughs> but it was everything you loved about Wayne, but you couldn't be tired of it. Like the shit is mm. just, like he, that kind of stuff really is timeless. Like how Jay-Z is timeless. Like Wayne is timeless. Mm. And he really proved that with this album. I have I have two more questions. Okay, mm. so um, do you fit? Do you feel like this album fit into the Carter series? Yes. Really? Like I said, it's still Wayne to me. Like it's what I know of Wayne. It's what I expect of Wayne. Like I said, a little less vagina. Mm. It's what it's what I've come to. to it's the only difference I feel like is. He was more vulnerable than what I'm used to, um, which I loved, especially after all this time. You've been on this hiatus. You want to know what's going on with you. And now you're coming out and you, you know, you're throwing out your gut after we've been missing you for like forever and a day. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that. I just appreciate the album. Do you think this is like his like, is this like his 444 in a sense of him finally being himself him being comfortable of opening it up because i know he talks about his suicidal thought and I, what is that open letter um, um i don't think that was the name of it i think it was i'm not my memory is trash but i need to get one sleep. um <laughs> let me actually get the name of the song for it but i don't think it was uh, but he um yeah so like with wayne i this is my opinion the stuff that i heard i'd like um i I like uproar, but I don't like uproar because this is the second time he's rapped over special delivery. And for some reason, everybody's forgotten about when he did it on dedication and the song was called Green Ranger with J. Cole. But everybody forgot about that. I believe that was one of the lackluster dedications. I want to say that was dedication five because um, he's on dedication six now. Right. So it was like either dedication four or five that he rapped over. Uh the special delivery and he said he didn't like the beat on the record he actually said that um but that's it that was that song definitely wasn't a highlight on the album though mm, so, what do you think I it mean, was i'm still i guess the memory is trinidad today um <sighs> it was let it all that's what it's called let it all work out that was uh, a highlight for me um mona lisa was a highlight for me because i love the way the whole story played out and then kendrick lamar is kendrick lamar and then on top of that he's fucking hilarious at the end that was a highlight for me <laughs> but she's on your ringtone <laughs> it sounded like that he album. really just uh played out his character on power all over again right i didn't even think about that he yeah. was that crackhead all over again i didn't even <laughs> think about that yeah. uh, and there's another one too um Manny Fresh has two records on there too. Which one? He has the Shanti song and I think it's Strangers is the other song. I don't like the Shanti song. I'm not really a fan of Mac Main rapping at all, but I mean I guess the president has to rap. No offense. I'm just not a fan of fan of his music. Um Logic has a really good album. Oh, you have to give Logic join a, a good. Logic is rapping, rapping, rapping. Like, it's not surprising to me because I'm actually a Logic fan. But he has a song called Wu Tang Forever with all the Wu Tang on there. Everyone's on there. Oh wow! Um, only person, unfortunately, 
it makes sense. It's ODB not being oh, on there, but to, yeah. he has that um on the one of the songs that he had put out. He had put out two singles prior, and he kind of challenges Jay to be on a record with him. I would love to see a Jay and Logic uh, song. I think it could be something like Drug Dealers Anonymous. I've heard Logic hold his own on um, a record with Pusha T, so I'm pretty sure he can spar with Hov. Um, I'm not saying he's in a class. I'm I'm just saying that he can probably get a good verse, half a verse with Hov. That's pretty good. But um, I'm trying to think what else the fuck I was listening to during the course of this week. But uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, my playlist this week is pretty pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, <laughs> but um, look at this joint. You're still shooting people up, Stacey. You're still shooting people up. Um, I mean, you know, at least I'm consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just murder, <laughs> murder. Just <laughs> kill homicide. You yeah. know. I mean, that's my, that's An occasional my... brick sold is very well. Um, <laughs> and if somebody's head pops off during the course of that, it's it just is what it is. Um, but um, yes, let's get into the nitty gritty. All right. Wale, Wale Ambition. Ambition had five singles off of that, which I did not know. But uh, Chain Music and Bait was released together September 2nd, 2011. Lotus Flower Bomb, October 11th, um, 2011. Focus, which has the Kid Cudi song um, feature on there. That's October 18th. I'm not too sure why these that's four singles two each day and they release a month apart um that doesn't sound right there's no time but chain music i don't chain music was on um the mixtape theory uh 1111 i believe it was called um bait was dope um i want to say he shot bait out here in dc well i'm sorry out here in the dmv that remix had Trey songs and two chains was on that shit. That shit was hard. But um I feel like this album was his best album. This is the yeah. best Wale album I I listened to. Miami Nights was on there. Um Sabotage, which I really love. It had Lloyd on there. Lloyd singing his motherfucking heart out on there. But um Wale on Maybach was probably like his best move um i also feel like unfortunately with wale i feel like he has every other album he puts out is good um what is your take on wale you're right there's a, a level of inconsistency um and you're also right this was his best album because it was the most well-rounded it was well-rounded he touched on a little bit of everything a little bit of everybody and i still kind of feel like it was a good representation of where he's from Mm-hmm. But you're right, he is inconsistent. Um, and then, like, even on, like, the last couple of projects, it's just, I wish I had more to enjoy. When they're, like, real short, and then, like, when they're real short, it's probably, like, one or two songs that I may like, and it's already short enough as is. Like, I like that Black Excellence song. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that song he has with Eric Bellinger, I love, and the song he has with J. Cole, that's cool, but that's, like, three songs out of, like, 14. It's just, this is the only album that I can listen to through and through. I might, well, not through and through. I might like skip like three or four songs. Mm-hmm. But that's still pretty good considering that it's how many tracks on this album? 
Yeah, I think yeah. it's like 15. It's 16? Like, so for me to only skip like four. Man, yeah, that's still pretty good. That's still a solid album. Yeah. Shit, that's, I mean, that's an album nowadays. Anyway, but uh, he, um, I, I feel like, although a lot of people was like, it's kind of like the reverse. It's kind of like the reverse of Pusha T signing to good music. And like having Wale signed to a so-called gangster rapper kind of um, artist in Rick Ross. I felt like this was the start of Ross pushing his artists. And actually having artists, he having artists, period. But um, Wale on MMG was just like, it was a no-brainer. And once he got there, like, oh, I see why he did this. He he wanted to be with somebody that understands him because he was with that first Wale album was really fucking good. Um, very slept on, but really fucking good. Um, I don't know, man. I I feel like I like Wale, I, I, but sometimes Wale emotions get the best of him. Like he was he beat up a dude at like um. <laughs> The dude had tweeted him. He was like, "While well, they need to come up here and catch this fate. Mind you, they had a WWE event. And he was like, well, where you at? And I guess he, like, punched the dude. And they kicked the dude out. But, you know, while they has close ties with WWE. So they was like, yo, he good or whatever. Um, I, When I met Smoke Dizza at WrestleMania, he was standing next to him. But he was doing other shit. He was talking to, like, the NXT, which is the development league and uh, WWE. Um, he was talking to their wrestlers and stuff, but Smoke Dizza was dumbass cool. Like, shout out to Smoke Dizza. Um, but uh, yeah, Wale, I remember being on South Beach when this came out. Like, we were down there listening to Miami Nights, and it was just, it was a fucking amazing feeling. I need to get back to Miami. I love that fucking, fucking area. Jesus Christ, we were so drunk. Oh man, shout out to the <laughs> Clevelander. That was a phenomenal party. You went to the rooftop? You motherfucking right. You motherfucking yeah. right, I did. Man, <laughs> listen. Uh, that shit is lit on a Friday night. I was dancing with somebody's mom. Um, <laughs> I'm not even lying. It was weird. Like, she was partying with her daughter. I think her daughter just turned 21. And, like, she was like, this is my mom. I'm like, bet. <laughs> Mother was crazy crud though but still it was just like i danced with your mother and then like the other girls like the girls was trying to attack my cousin which was odd because my cousin is from new york and he just happened to be down there when i was down there and we went to some hole in the wall fucking um club and we were standing on this holy couch and them niggas was playing uh um dr dre uh ring ding dong uh head ringing I was like, Jesus, what year are we in? What the fuck is going on in here? But um, yeah, I'm. I think I'm getting back to Miami in like May, uh, cause it's lit, even more lit in May. I, you know, but um, yeah. So the last and final album is Rick Ross. God forgives, I don't. Man, God forgives, I don't. I love this album. I love, 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 love this album. The first single off this album was Touching You featuring Usher. That kind of caught... I didn't like that at first. It kind of like caught me at like the tail end. Um, so Sophisticated. Didn't like that record either. Um, Hold Me Back. I love Hold Me Back. But I love the remix of Hold Me Back even more. Wayne, French Montana. Gu- oh, yeah. Uh, Gunplay on there. 
uh Ross on that motherfucker. Uh when you lean on the state, then you label the rat on my feet so long. I didn't get this part. He said, I won't fuck on my back. Rat. I was like Uh, but I was like, I I guess, I don't know, maybe because he's fat. But uh anyway, um <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, so but I love this album. I think my favorite song on this album would probably be Three Kings with Dr. Dre and Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, during I that agree. time, it was a weird space because I think prior to like a year before or a couple years before, that's when Ross was going at everybody that had any connection with 50. And he went to 8 Mile. He was standing on 8 Mile and he was going at Eminem and shit like that. So... To see Dr. Dre with him, it is just like I guess it it had to do with Ross. You couldn't deny Ross steam at the time. Like Ross was at the top of the game. And it was like he always had the whole coast cosign. Um, sidebar, Stacey, who gets the better whole verse? Jeezy or Ross? You said who gets the better uh verse repeat that question? Who gets the better whole verse? Like guess the parents wise, Jeezy or Ross? Mm, that's a good fucking question. Yeah. What do you think? I have Pop? to go with Ross. Really? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. All right, so let's 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 jump into this now. All right, so let's think. Uh, three Kings. All right, so Ross got Three Kings, Hustling Remix. Um. Um, what's the song that he had? What's the fucking song he had with uh, um, Devil Is a Lie? And uh, I can't even think of another song. Now let's go to Jeezy. Seen it all. Go crazy. Uh, put it on. You take. You still taking Ross over that? Yeah. Oh fuck with you! I like it. I'm sorry. I like it. Oh man, whole verse on "Go Crazy" and then the bonus part that really wasn't on the original when he go back into the studio. Man, I gotta go with Jeezy. I I gotta go right because I feel like okay, I love Jeezy. Mm -hmm. Like I love that. I love that fucking man. But I still feel like when it comes down to Ross, it's like you you feel Ross more, and I feel like when they collaborate, you feel they more. Like I just feel him more when he's on a track with Ross. Like, there's something about Ross's delivery where you just don't hear him, you feel him. Mm-hmm. ZZ, I don't, I mean, like, I get it, and I want to go out, and I want to dance, and I want to go ahead and sell all the bricks that I could possibly sell, but I just don't feel him like I feel Ross. It's just a different experience to me, I guess. There's a certain, I guess, experience you have with. When it comes out, I just, I, I just feel like I like him better with Ross. So, um... All right, so well, let's just dump, jump right into Three Kings. Uh, Dr. Dre sets it off. Um, that was a pretty good Dr. Dre verse. Not too sure who wrote it. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. But uh, Ross has the middle verse. I think Ross did a good job. But whole verse, ah, I felt that shit. Now I get what you're saying. I can only love it if her eyes brown. Play the shit while you play around with my crown. King H.O. Y'all should know by now. And if you don't know, I just was like, Ugh. it's like every girl I ever loved had brown eyes. So I I got emotional just off GP. Like, uh, 
<laughs> I feel you, ho. I love that bitch too. She, she loved me. She loved you gotta get your ass married, like Chris. I do. I, do. <laughs> I need that forty joint, Stacy. You need you need to uh you need to uh I'm call like your older homegirls. Be like, I got my little young my little young homeboy. He young and ready. I'm looking. I'm looking. And he looking I'm for looking. a nice I... tenderoni. <laughs> No, I know some bad older women. They just they just married and they got a boyfriend already. I gotta find one that's single for you. Yeah, I ain't trying to like die, trying to find a, a older joint. Like, I don't need nobody husband trying to shoot me and shit. I gotta run out the house butt naked and shit, or my dick falling out my boxes or something. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you out here looking like Bernie Mac on Friday. <laughs> 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 like that. Mm. Hey, yo, have me pop under the dinner looking like Bernie Mac and House Party 3. Like, oh, oh, oh. I knew I knew you. I knew I knew you. <laughs> I don't need that kind of static at all. But, um, yeah, then even like when Hove closed out the record, he's like, uh. I love the shit like my own daughter. Spray these niggas babies just like daddy talked to. Even when he shouted out, I always feel like when whole shout out like rappers that you fuck with, it's kind of like, it's like, damn, he really be listening and shit. When he said, I'm starting to the max, like wavy. Oh shit. Starting to the max. I'm so wavy. Used to shop at TJ Maxx back in 83. And it's like, damn, nigga, you really be paying attention. Like you really be paying attention to the game Like you pay attention to what Max B is doing Even though that was during a time that it's like I don't think We talked about this earlier on Facebook Like Max has never got his just due And it's really unfortunate Because if you look at the game today It's like he was the Nets Nate Dog. Yeah, he was he and like, I mean, I fuck with Ty Dollar, but Ty Dollar can sing, sing like he can really hold a note and very well could. He's really an R&B artist, but it's like I feel like with Max B, he's like. Like a boogie in a sense, like I feel like they're kind of like in the same lane. It's just that Max was more. More of a rapper and that could hold a note. But it's really unfortunate, his circumstances. But he's supposed to be coming home pretty soon, too, so. I hope so. Because that shit, that shit hurt, like, hurt me. Because I fucking yeah. love, I, fucking, I yeah. love every mixtape. Yeah, Million piece. Dollar Baby, ow. Oh. But you're right, oh, it should have been Nate Dogg, then him, yeah. and then Ty Dogg. It really should have been him. I feel like even I feel like a Max B Ty Dollar Sign song would probably be fucking phenomenal. Like <laughs> man. Even like Max B rapping what he rapped over um Ooh La La La. He rapped over that. You had lip sync on your uh on your playlist this week. That's my shit. Yeah. But I I don't know, man. Certain people, you know, they get caught up in their old life. So it's like, you know, with Max uh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. You know, I feel like shit like that happens when things aren't happening for you fast enough as far as legit money is concerned. I feel like exactly. if he would have got more opportunities, he would have stepped away from that a lot sooner. That probably wouldn't even happen. 
Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, like, not even too long after that, Frank Montana went ahead and popped off. And I feel like he could have even, like, once he went ahead and separated himself from this, he could have even rolled that wave to go ahead and get himself oh, into a yeah. better place. Shit, this wasn't happening yeah. fast enough. Yeah. I feel like with, with Max, that's when he had to take that shitty deal, that shitty, uh, um, amount on digital or something like that. He had signed an independent deal, but that was because he was trying to get away from Jim Jones. Jim Jones owned everything. He bailed him out. He came back and did the uh, Members of Bird Game 2, which really wasn't a bad mixtape. It wasn't better than Members of Bird Game 1, but it wasn't bad. But it was like people like Max B is like a Tupac. Like all they want to do is record. I want to be able to put out all this music. So whenever he gets home, I just hope everything works out for him. He's able to get back in the groove and the swing of things. And get, I'm pretty sure he'd be out here making up words again like he E-40 and shit. So, ow. <laughs> Sound with cake face like your daddy. Uh, I but, Frank, will, Frank will get him in the door for that. Oh, fuck that. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, Real quick, what do you think... GS9's career will be once they get out of jail. Wait, you said I'm feeling down. You don't sound somebody I don't know. You said oh, now? no, no, GS9. Um, Bobby, Bobby Schmurder and Rowdy Rebel. What do you oh, think their the career? Niggas, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of hard to say because you only have one song. Like, it's different when you actually have, like, a series of songs where you can consistently see where somebody's talented. But he only really had, like, that one song. So, like, I can't really have an opinion just based off one song. I like they they had a mixtape. Um, I think it was called Shmoney. Um, I didn't hear it. That's the problem. But, yeah, I didn't it, hear it. Um, it had, Rowdy had a song on there. Um, he had a song on there. Computers was on there. They had decent songs. It's no different than Takashi. That is no different than Takashi at all. Um, that's why I probably like both their music because it's the same sound. But um, I'm thinking that the, I think they'll do well. Uh, it's just about let's say about five years. Music changes. Music changes anywhere between three to five. Every three to five years, and by the time they get out, I don't know if the sound will be there. But I'm pretty sure they can adapt because drug dealing and street music don't go nowhere. It's just the sound and the flows change that. The Migos flow, the Meek flow, like those flows, like change and shit like that. So, free GS9. Um, this is all for one. This is the, I'm gonna call this like the LP version of it. Um, because the normal all for one would be just 10 to 12 minutes. Um, just looking at the four albums. Um, but this week, I wanted to give you guys something different to get y'all ready for the draft that we're gonna have next week. Um, Stacy will be back, and then that following week we have a very special guest judge for that. Um, please pay attention, uh, to what I'm doing. I got, I got more ideas for season four. Um, I have an idea that's going to piss a lot of people off, but please bear with me. Um, Stacy, you got some shout outs? I'm here right now, same as usual. Uh, Rob Brown Sugar Podcast and Unchained Culture Jewelry. There we go. There we go. Shout out to Crooked Sheets Radio. Shout out to Norm. Shout out to Pop. Shout out to Vic. Shout out to uh, 420 Wrap Up Podcast. Shout out to Relevant Regulars. Shout out to B Waters. Shout out to Coach Class Podcast. Shout out to everybody's doing stuff, man. Um, 
be clear october 14th i will be at in dc speaking on a podcast only panel um be sure to check out raw brown sugar's newest episode with the recap of the trap museum is it ti's museum yeah it's actually him that's pretty fucking dope shout out the tip um and uh you know how we really end this man. baltimore county forever man we'll come back next week enjoy yourself thank you big for the intro baltimore county forever <laughs>